Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Earth Rangers podcast. I'm Earth Ranger Emma, and today, today we'll take things a bit more slowly. Because it's fall and things start to slow down. Slow doesn't mean it won't be fun. Mm -mm. Here we go. Earth Rangers. Earth Rangers. Ah! Sure is windy today. Whoa! Sorry, Rangers. I had planned to take you out on a little fall-time nature expedition, but. I don't think that's gonna happen today. I don't think this mic is waterproof. Okay, abort mission! Heading back to headquarters! Whoa! Where are my keys? Keys, 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 and I Keys! Oh man, this is getting worse. There we go! <sighs> Sorry about that. Five more minutes of that, and I would have been completely soaked. I am so glad I'm inside now where it's warm and cozy. Hard to believe that just last episode, I was complaining about how hot it was and wanted to go outside. (laughs) Weird. But still, I love the fall. It's one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, it's true. Well, I love summer too, and winter can be really fun, and don't even get me started about spring, but okay, okay. Basically, every season has its own things. But fall is definitely in the top four. (laughs) It's special. Especially right now when the trees have changed colors and leaves are starting to fall. It's so beautiful. And here's something really neat. All the animals start to prepare for the winter. Some fly to the warm south, like the proud Canadian geese. You won't see them when it gets too cold. Some are getting fat, literally. Skunks and many other mammals eat more during the fall to build a layer of fat that will help them survive the winter. But others just stock up on food so they can have snacks during the winter when food is scarce, like um, gray squirrels, for example. Now what they do is called scatter hoarding, meaning they bury small stashes of nuts below the ground so later in the winter they can dig it up and eat it. They have very sophisticated methods of how they arrange and hide their stashes. They sort out and bury nuts according to their type so they'll know exactly where to find the nut they want for a snack. They can also be pretty sneaky about it. If they think some other squirrels see them, they'll put the nut in their mouth, dig a hole, leave it empty, and then cover it so the other squirrels will think it's there. Then they'll go somewhere else to bury it. Pretty smart, huh? And even cooler, some of the stashes they never dig up. And that's actually really good. It helps plants to grow because the seeds are already buried in the ground. Way to go, little squirrel! Speaking about food, I have some food-related animal questions for you. Let's play a quick round of animal trivia. Ready? Here we go. Question number one. Pandas are omnivores that can eat all kinds of things, 
But what counts for 99% of their diet? Hmm. Question two. What is the first thing a caterpillar usually eats after it's born? Hmm? And finally, question number three. What body part does a butterfly use to taste its food? Hmm, any ideas? Stay tuned until the end of the episode when I'll reveal the correct answers. Okay, Rangers, it's time for another episode of our brand new segment where I explore the secrets of chemistry. That's right. It's time for Emma's Chemistry Corner. Welcome back to Emma's Chemistry Corner, brought to you with help from our friends at BASF. Okay, last time we talked about chemistry and learned that chemistry is the science of matter. Now, because you listen to this podcast, you probably heard the word biology quite a lot. Biology is the science of everything that's alive, from bacteria so tiny you can't even see them, to the trees in the park, to the giant blue whale in the ocean. But did you know that life couldn't happen without chemistry? It's true. No creature would exist if it wasn't for chemistry. Why is that? Well, because all of the processes that happen inside of all living creatures are actually chemical reactions. And what's a chemical reaction, you might ask? Well, a reaction is when a material changes, usually because it encounters other materials. Ooh, remember the atoms we talked about last time? Hmm? These teeny tiny particles that all matter is made up of? A chemical reaction is when atoms bind to each other to create molecules, or the opposite, when the bonds between atoms break. You can think of it kind of like Lego pieces. Each piece is an atom, and when you put them together, you create a molecule. And the action of putting them together or breaking the molecule apart is called a chemical reaction. So, coming back to why chemistry is so important to life, well, sorry, <laughs> my stomach's making noise. Wait, that's a great idea. You can just think about the food we eat. Digesting it requires many chemical reactions that happen inside your body. But even chewing it requires chemical reactions that happen inside your muscles. And the oxygen you breathe that makes those muscles function? Guess what? You need chemical reactions for the oxygen to get to those muscles. And what's really amazing, the coolest thing of all, is that many of these reactions are very similar in all living creatures. Doesn't matter if it's a mosquito or an elephant. So in a way, when we look at living creatures, we can imagine that inside them, millions and billions of tiny chemical reactions are happening all the time without ever stopping. That said, there are some living creatures that have taken chemical reactions to the extreme, like next level, and they can make unique chemical reactions that other creatures can't. Creatures like chameleons, octopi, and squid can quickly change their skin colors, helping them to hide from predators, hunt, and communicate. Chameleons have these special crystals in their skin, and if they change the way these crystals are arranged, their color changes. Eels and some fish have special organs they use to create strong electric fields like batteries or generators. They use the electricity they make to hunt or defend themselves. And just last year, researchers found the strongest electricity generator of all animals. It's a type of eel in the Amazon, and it can generate an electric shock of 860 volts and about one ampere, which is, it's a lot. It's very sappy. It wouldn't cause harm to humans, but it can definitely stun its prey. Ooh, 
Oh, oh, and then there's this beetle called the Bombardier beetle that, well, when it feels threatened, it creates a chemical reaction in its belly that causes a splash of boiling, smelly liquid to come out of its rear as a defense. Ugh! If you were an insect, you sure wouldn't want to attack this beetle. <laughs> and did you know that some creatures can create light and can actually glow in the dark? For real! This is called bioluminescence. Bio for biology, and luminescence means light, so biological light. I mean, you've probably heard of fireflies. <laughs> they are so magical. But I have a really cool story about glowing bacteria. You heard me right, bacteria. Some of them live inside of squid or fish. Why would they do such a thing? Well, it gives them protection from the outside world. The squid's body becomes their own private habitat. But don't worry, they don't cause any disease. The squid is actually really happy to have them. Why? Well, because these glowing bacteria make the squid glow at night. And why does a squid need to glow, you ask? Good question. You see, these squids hunt for small sea creatures at night. But when the moon shines, they make a shadow on the sea floor so their prey can see their shadow and escapes. But if they have glowing bacteria inside of them, their own shadow disappears because of the glow, so they're actually much less visible, and then they can catch their prey. How cool is that? I wish I could glow at night. Is anyone working on that? Okay, those were some really neat examples of cool chemical reactions that give some animals their special powers. And it just goes to show you, to really understand biology, we have to know our chemistry. Next time, we'll talk about one really cool chemical reaction that happens in many creatures, but doesn't happen in any animal. Hmm. Wanna guess what it is? <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, I almost forgot. Next time, we'll do a real chemistry experiment together. Check the show notes for a list of items you'll need. But don't worry, it's all stuff you probably already have at home. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Just want to check. Yep, still sounds like fall out there. Best we snuggle up and listen to a special fall time animal story from one of our listeners. Yep, I'm talking about a new animal encounter story. Let's roll the jingle. This time, our story comes from Earth Ranger Mary-Kate about their encounter with an awkward bird. Hi, Earth Rangers. My name's Mary-Kate, and I am from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And my animal encounter is... One day, me and my mom were going to a rehabilitation center for animals. And when we were going back to our car, we saw this big bird crashing onto the ground. And we didn't know if it was injured or not because it was walking across the road on two feet. So then we went to the staff and said, we, we think we saw an injured animal and the staff came up, but it was actually a baby bald eagle just learning how to fly. We didn't know that they didn't get their white heads until they were probably around three. Bye. Wow, that was such a great story. Yeah, it's hard to know when animals need our help. Many times they just need to be left alone to do their own thing because it's part of their life cycle. And yes, bald eagle fledglings can look quite clumsy when they start to learn how to fly. 
Thank you so much for your story, Earth Ranger Mary-Kate. And by submitting your story, you have been entered into the draw for our Earth Ranger prize pack. Good luck! Ooh, just before I go, remember the three animal food questions I asked you before? Well, good, because now it's time to reveal the answers. Let's start with number one. Pandas are omnivores that can eat all kinds of things, but what counts for 99% of their diet? Well, that one is pretty easy. So some of you may have guessed it. The answer is... Bamboo! They actually eat a lot of bamboo each day. And they have to because bamboo is not that nutritious. They can actually end up munching on 15 kilograms of bamboo a day. Woof. Okay, number two. What is the first thing a caterpillar usually eats after it's born? Well, that's a tough one. I know that caterpillars eat leaves, but just after they're born, they actually have something very nutritious, very close to them that they can munch on. Do you know what it is? It's their own eggshell. It sounds kind of weird, but it has many nutrients and it helps them mature. And finally, number three. Which body part does a butterfly use to taste its food? Well, this one's gonna surprise you. Okay, so butterflies have this appendage of the mouth called a proboscis that they use to sip nectar, similar to a straw, but they use a completely different body part to taste the nectar before they drink it. Do you know which part that is? It's their legs. <laughs> That's right. They have special taste buds on their feet that help them decide if this plant's juices are good or not. More important, for female butterflies, they can taste the plant this way and decide if that's where they want to lay their eggs. That's some fancy footwork. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a lovely autumn. Stay warm, stay safe, and keep on ranging! Earth Rangers! Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're Free! Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.